dealing with a narcissist is incredibly painful. So today on Self Love Sunday, we're going to talk about how to reinvent yourself. As a matter of fact, I've got nine ways for you to reinvent yourself after narcissistic abuse. All right, so let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. We all know that breaking up is painful. We know that divorce hurts a lot. We know that narcissistic abuse ruins our lives, right? We know that. But the pain of all of this can serve a purpose. Believe it or not, there's a silver lining to this cloud. I promise, stick with me, I'll tell you all about it. In fact, it can be the catalyst to reinventing yourself. Yeah. When you go through narcissistic abuse, when you break up or you divorce or you're just miserable in the middle of everything, you might find the time and the motivation you need to make this big personal change. You could start small or you could start big. It's totally up to you. So how do you go about making positive changes in your life? Start by considering these strategies I'm going to share with you today. First of all, number one, find a weight that's healthy for you. I'm not saying you have to lose a hundred pounds or whatever. I'm just saying start feeling your body again. Get in your body again. Find yourself a way to feel connected again. And let's be honest, breaking up or divorcing can be a huge motivator for this sort of change, right? I know when I went no contact with my narcissist several years ago, I actually lost a hundred pounds. See? You don't have to show your ex what you're missing. You just have to do it for yourself. Do it because it feels good to you. Focusing on developing habits that are going to lead you to your body weight goal can really lead to your ultimate peace. At least a, a start toward it. Hire a personal trainer if you can or just do what I did and do it at home by yourself. You know what I did? I did insanity. I walked. I used my little Fitbit and I'm still in the process of losing weight now. It's an ongoing process for some people and I'm one of those people. but. It is worth the trouble, my friend. Trust me. All you really need is eat less, move more, and be patient. Certainly changing your weight is challenging. I know this from my own personal experience, but if I can do it, so can you. Trust me. I'm lazy and I like to eat. How about that? <laughs> but if it helps you, use your breakup or your divorce or your abuse as motivation to get yourself in a position to feel better about your body. Number two. Take a class. Oh yeah. Go to the local college, take an online course, learn something new. You're going to get out of the house, you're going to meet people, and you're going to learn some new information if you take a class outside the house. Even if you don't get out of the house and you take a class online, it can really benefit you, my friend. I mean, what better way to spend your time than learning? I love to learn. I know. I'm a huge nerd. It's okay. You don't have to tell me. I have more things. So that brings me to number three, learn a new skill. So if you're going to reinvent yourself, go all out. Learn to do something new that is really going to enhance your life. Maybe a professional skill, maybe a social skill. Join Toastmasters, take an acting class. One of my clients took an improv class and she loved it. Just do something that you enjoy. Maybe you want to work on speed dating skills if you're down the road of recovery a little bit. Or think of Whatever it is that makes you happy, something that can enhance your life, something maybe you always wanted to do when you were with a narcissist, but you couldn't because the narcissist wouldn't allow you to. Just pick something and get busy. Don't sit around and do nothing. You'll regret that. Number four, update your wardrobe. Look, you don't have to go crazy. Like today, I went to some yard sales and I picked up this sweater that still had the tags on it. Really cute. Bright red. I like red. It's fun. Point being, go out and buy yourself something pretty or, or nice to wear if you're a man because I know men aren't into the pretty things so much. 
make sure that your clothes are saying what you want them to say about you because the fact of the matter is whether we like it or not our clothes say a lot about us don't they take your most fashion conscious friend shopping or do what I do go on Pinterest and type in like if you're if you're looking right now while I'm making this video it's just about summer officially it is not summer yet technically but it's almost summer so go to Pinterest and type in summer fashion 2017 and just see what comes up it, it's a really good way to gauge what's in style right now and what's working and also like me some things are gonna work for you and some things aren't I can't wear anything that cuts me right here because I have a small waist but but I have hips and a butt and so if I don't have something that kind of fits in the middle it doesn't look very good on me so know what works for your body is my point hey see if your friend wants to choose a few outfits for you or just Keep your mind open. You can bet you'll make an impression on everyone you know. Maybe a new fresh one. How about that? Number five, learn to be more assertive. Is it possible to be too assertive? Maybe, but you're probably not quite there yet, especially because you've been through this type of abuse and you may not even really know how to let people know what you want just yet. So work on it. Being assertive means that you're willing to share your opinions, your wants, and your needs. And quite honestly, this is attractive to other people too. And this will enhance your life. It'll make your life better. Number six, perfect your listening skills. Nothing will help your social life more and nothing will help your relationships more than perfecting your ability to listen. Those people who have the worst listening skills, they have tremendous social difficulties. Would you agree? You know who we're talking about, right? They come off as rude, disinterested, kind of odd, kind of awkward. They make you feel crazy. Stop your brain from searching for the next witty thing to say and learn to pay attention. It's a very good thing. Number seven, meet some new people. A new life requires new people. What types of people do you admire? What types of people fascinate you? Get busy and make some connections. Make contact with people you'd like to add to your life. Think about the places you'd find them and use it to your advantage. Number eight, change your routine. Break out of your rut. Try some new toothpaste. The kind I use is linked below. Take a new route to work. Take a new restaurant or try a new restaurant for lunch. Get a new hairstyle. Change anything that you would normally do without thinking. New behaviors create a new life, my friend. So hey, what can you do differently today that you don't normally do? What's something you never do that maybe you always wanted to do? Number nine, remove the dead weight from your life. Y'all know what we're talking about. But seriously, drop commitments, clothing, items, and people from your life who no longer serve you. Anything that doesn't serve you anymore, psh, it's out of there. Think about your greater purpose. Everyone gets off course after a few years, a few months. Now's the perfect time for you, my friend, to right the ship and clean house. Things that were right for you five years ago <laughs> might have lost their usefulness by now. Would you agree? If it's not something you love, it's not something you need, get rid of it. My rule of thumb, if I haven't used it in a year and I don't love it, pfft, it's out. You're gonna get through this by focusing on yourself. I tell you guys this every single day and it's the truth. Do something for yourself today on Self Love Sunday. Maybe you wanna join a gym. Maybe you wanna just go for a walk in your neighborhood, meet some new friends, learn something new. Reinvent yourself because you can do that. You can reinvent yourself into a person who you respect and you enjoy. Create a life that excites you. Use it all to your advantage. Listen carefully. It actually could be the best thing that ever happened to you. I'm not even kidding, all right? Now it's time for the question of the day. And the question of the day today on Self Love Sunday is, what are you gonna do to reinvent yourself? Or have you reinvented yourself in the past and how did, it, how did you do it? What works for you? What do you want to change about yourself or what is something 
big that you have changed about yourself. Let me know in the comments below and let's talk about it. This is a big thing. It's a big deal. All right. That's all I've got for you right now. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Happy Self Love Sunday. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. Ever notice how hard it is to start healing from narcissistic abuse? Do you ever notice that as you're going through narcissistic abuse, you start to feel more alone than you have in your entire life, thanks to the lack of understanding from the people in your life? If you're going through healing from narcissistic abuse right now, you're probably going through kind of hell, am I right? You feel alone in the world, feel like nobody understands your pain, and like most people minimize it. Well, today at queenbeing.com, it's self-love Sunday. And on self-love Sunday, we're all about healing and loving ourselves. So today, we're gonna to talk about exactly why it's so hard to heal from narcissistic abuse, and specifically what you can do to begin to change that and take back your life, all right? So, let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson, and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it, Toxic Relationship Rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get rolling. I have a special presentation for you today that I think will help you to maybe kind of learn it a little better. See, this time I'm, I'm using a drawing video and I think that with hearing the words and seeing the words in front of you, it might help you better absorb the material. So here you go. How do you let go of a narcissist? How do you just get over someone you've loved this long and why in the name of all that is good in the world is it so damn hard to do it that's what we're talking about today queenbeing.com why is it so very hard to get over a narcissist anyway people who have narcissistic personality disorder or NPD they often do the push and pull thing with relationships. You know, they push you away and they pull you in close and they do this in painful alternating patterns. We call this the narcissistic abuse cycle. It involves idealizing, devaluing, and discarding in repeating patterns. It's a very toxic cycle. Not recommended. Generally, even once you've finally ended the relationship for good, the narcissist finds some way to re-engage with you, either by trying to suck you back in with hoovering, or with additional abuse that comes later, such as insulting text messages, social media smear campaigns, that kind of stuff. Makes your life pretty miserable. Since the narcissist doesn't always go no contact, you can find yourself being re-traumatized with each and every interaction that you have with the narcissist. That's one reason it's so hard to heal after this type of abuse. Another reason 
you realize that literally nothing you believed about the relationship or the person that you were dealing with in the relationship was just exactly what you thought. That's pretty painful. Of course, in hindsight, you can plainly see the red flags and you beat yourself up for not noticing them in the moment. Or worse, you beat yourself up for putting them out of your mind because you really were into that person back then. It's a normal thing to do to tolerate small issues in the beginning of a relationship. You feel like a fool. You think, man, I should have known better. You are blaming yourself for something that honestly isn't your fault. That's not fair, but you do it because you want to be able to fix this problem once and for all. You can't fix them, the narcissist, and you certainly know this because, my gosh, how many times have you tried to fix them in the past? Maybe a lot of times. See, if you can fix the problem, then you figure, hey, I can also end the pain, right? That toolbox, though, it just doesn't quite work when you're trying to fix something that isn't really the problem. Sure, it might feel good to you while you're still in the relationship with a narcissist, and that's understandable because you know that they certainly don't want to change themselves, right? Narcissists, they don't change. But on the other side of that coin, my friend, it totally destroys your self-esteem, and that is absolutely not good for you or your recovery. And the longer you allow this to go on, the longer you're going to remain miserable. Another reason it's so hard to heal, the narcissist makes you feel so powerless. That's because, quite honestly, they need to remain in control of their lives, their own sources of narcissistic supply, and all of this at all times. You probably know exactly what I mean in this situation, don't you? While you were with a narcissist, you were pushed around in order to let them assert their dominance, right? They punished you for making choices of your own and taught you to look to them for direction. So you didn't upset them or make them angry. And they did this whether directly, as in they gave you direct orders, or indirectly, as in based on their moods. You need to watch their moods, right? You got robbed here. Robbed of a sense of personal autonomy. And robbed of the ability to relax in your life. That's because you've spent most of your time feeling on edge, feeling scared, feeling defensive. You never knew what was going to happen next. That made it pretty hard for you to feel balanced and in control of your own life at that time, right? And now, even though you might still get up, get out of bed, go to work, and pay your bills, you still feel anxious empty, lost. You sort of live on autopilot these days, right? So what the hell are you supposed to do now? How can you start taking back your life and stop letting the narcissist make you miserable? You've got to start by taking care of yourself the same way a good mom would have taken care of you or like you're recovering from a really bad illness because in a way you kind of are. You've got to surround yourself with positive things. You've got to try avoid letting your anger, resentment, and hurt destroy you completely. Please don't let the narcissist win. 
You need to use your anger to propel you forward. But once you've done that, you've got to start the process of letting it go before it begins to eat away at your insides and turn you in to one big ball of rage. When you experience this deep, heart-crushing level of betrayal from someone that you really believed that you could trust with your entire life, my God, it feels like it can cut to your very soul. Am I right? That's why today I want you to make a conscious choice to get through this. You don't have to do it by sheer willpower alone. You have support if you want it. Whether you lean into your family and your friends, or if you're like other people who have been isolated by the narcissist and you don't have anyone left or no one who understands, maybe you want to join my free online support group SPAN, which is support for people affected by narcissistic abuse in relationships, at queenbeing.com span. It's free and confidential. You are also welcome to pop into my weekday chats here on YouTube. Both of these actively engaged forums offer forms of support that are available for you for absolutely nothing. It's totally free. If you're interested, I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching, which you can learn more about at NarcissismSupportCoach.com or NarcissisticAbuseRecovery.online, or just go to the front page of QueenBeing.com and you'll see a link right there. Today, I want you to decide that you are going to rise above the toxic ashes of this painful relationship and come out stronger, wiser, and with your dignity intact. Today, you're going to stop being a victim and you're going to become a real survivor and a real thriver. It's going to take real inner strength, my friend. It's not going to be easy, but I promise you it's totally worth it. It's time to take back your life and to become the person you deserve to be the person you want to be. It's time to build or rebuild your self-esteem, your self-image, the whole of who you are. And I know you can do this. Are you with me? Remember this. You have the right to live your life without having to deal with abuse every single freaking day. You have the right to be happy and at peace and to feel safe and comfortable in your own home. And my friend, you have the right to do whatever is needed to protect yourself from the abusive relationships. Remember that saying yes to happiness means saying no to toxic relationships. You feel me? Please don't waste one more day in pain and feeling powerless. You deserve better, my friend. And it's you who has to give it to yourself. You have to give yourself the power. You have to take it. Now it's time for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, what are you going to do today to start or keep taking back your power, taking back your life? Share your thoughts in the comments section below and let's talk about it. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Thanks so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. Are you following your dreams? And if you're not following your dreams, is it because 
you don't think you can? Are you doubting yourself? Well, today on Self Love Sunday, I'm going to teach you five things you need to know about how to reach your dreams. All right, so let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson, and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. After you've been through narcissistic abuse, you might really find yourself doubting yourself. So today we're going to talk about how you can stop doubting yourself and start really digging into your life and pursuing your dreams. Let's get started. Whether you feel that achieving your dreams are a long way off or just a few minutes away, it's really essential that you feel confident as you start to reach them, confident that you can reach them. The key to getting your dreams to become a reality is to just believe in yourself and your abilities. The fact is, you are the only person who can make them come true, and you are the only person who can stop your doubts as you're working toward that. If you've doubted whether you can reach your dreams, I want you to try these five strategies I'm about to share with you and they're really going to help you to regain your confidence all right so we're going to start off with number one learn to recognize self-doubt are you aware of really how much doubt affects your ability to obtain what you want in the world the first step is to recognize the power that self-doubt has over you and you know that when you've gone through narcissistic abuse chances are you're going to have much more self-doubt than the average person you might have a dream but are you actively pursuing it Doubt can really paralyze you and stop you from going after your dreams. It can really creep in and destroy them slowly. You might not even notice how much it's hurting your ability to get what you want. This brings me to number two. You have to avoid allowing your struggles to stop you. See, struggles are going to increase your doubt about your abilities to achieve your goals and they can cause you to really give up and walk away if you let them. Struggles and challenges are really just a natural part of the journey toward your dreams. So rather than pretending that the issues don't exist or that you can avoid them, face them head on. Know that you can find a solution and continue moving forward toward your dreams. It might be on a different path than what you originally intended, but consider that it might be even better too. Number three, recognize excuses. If you don't believe in yourself, then you can create a whole bunch of excuses to stop going after your dreams. You might tell yourself you're not worthy of your dreams or that they're foolish. You might even convince yourself that, hey, you don't deserve success or happiness or other good things. Look, doubt can make you stay in a comfortable place that doesn't really feel very fulfilling. Your excuses might include maybe you don't have enough time or resources or maybe that you blame your family, your background, or other parts of your life. You have to recognize that you're using these reasons for excuses. If you want better results, you have to think of them as challenges that you can find a solution to and then get busy. Number four, act with confidence. Look, even if you're scared to take a step forward, it's important to act with confidence. Sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. You know what I'm saying? You have to go after your dreams with passion and confidence, even and maybe especially when you're scared or uncertain. Practice by doing things that take a little, not a lot, of courage. This will not only get you to help you to get some things done, but you're also going to have more self-esteem because you're doing things that scare you. You see what I'm saying? You can build up your confidence over time with little tiny steps. And finally, number five, view your challenges in a new way. Take a, a new perspective. Life is filled with 
tons of teachable moments that can really help you to get to your dreams. Usually they look like challenges. Challenges can shape and transform you. Instead of thinking of your challenges as failures, you have to look at them as learning opportunities or results that can show you a new and more effective approach. Each challenge really gives you the chance to experience something new and learn from it. They're a sign that you're growing as a person, a sign that you're making progress. They mean that you're getting closer to your goals. You know what? They're the stones in your path that act as markers for the final destination of your dreams. Self-doubt can destroy any dream. It can make you feel like you're completely worthless. And today, on Self-Love Sunday, I want you to remember that your dreams are possible. Let go of that self-doubt because it can make you think that your dreams aren't possible and will never happen. But my friend, this isn't true. You can defeat this negative thought process with strategies like the ones I've outlined for you today. I want you to regain your self-confidence and I want you to go after your dreams. Are you with me? Let's do this. And now it's time for the question of the day. (laughs) Sophie sang along with me today. So the question of the day is, what are your dreams that you want to follow that you're missing out on right now? Your thoughts and ideas in the comment section below and let's talk about it. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Have a wonderful day. Thanks so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. Why did the narcissist choose you? Narcissists and other negative types of people take advantage of us. They drain our energy. They take our kindness without bothering to give us anything back for it. Whether you're dealing with an addict, an abuser, or just a straight up narcissist, your boundaries get disrespected. You deal with blame, criticism, and you're made to feel so bad about yourself that you don't even have the energy to leave sometimes, right? So what is it about you, my friend? What is it about you that creates such an attraction to narcissists? Why are narcissists so attracted to you? That's what we're talking about today at queenbeing.com. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. So let me guess, you're someone who is kind of really compassionate by nature, right? You really care about other people. Do you kind of feel other people's pain and joy and any kind of emotion that someone else puts out there? Well, here's the thing. If you can relate to that, it makes sense that narcissists are attracted to you. You are someone who feels such strong love for people in the world and so much compassion. It's, it's an intense combination and it makes you want to give to people. It makes you want to help people, take care of people a little bit, right? A lot of times when people meet you, they're probably really amazed by your love and understanding maybe your lack of judgment, or at least that's how it used to be before you met your narcissist, right? And now you probably find yourself being manipulated, being treated like you don't matter, being controlled. Narcissists are experts at manipulation and control, and they sense that you're a person 
who reacts strongly to their negative emotions or positive ones and does whatever he or she can to make everything better when the narcissist displays extreme emotion. There are some more things we should consider in this little equation though. There are five big points that a narcissist looks for in someone like you and me, in someone they want to make into their primary source of supply. The first thing you have to realize is that narcissists need people who will stroke their egos. And I don't know about you, but I have this tendency whenever I'm with someone to try to really build up their self-esteem. I really want my person to feel really good about me and him or herself, okay? So anyone in my life, my husband, my children, every person I've ever dated, <laughs> my friends, I work really hard to try to help build up their self-esteem, just part of who I am, right? Well, if you're like that at all, or you have similar qualities to that, that's very attractive to a narcissist. The thing is, the narcissist's ego is surprisingly fragile. It's something to be aware of and be careful with. It's hard to not be yourself though, isn't it? A narcissist wants someone they can count on. They like to say things like, oh, you're my rock, or you know, you're, they want someone steady and strong. A narcissist tends to be unpredictable. They tend to be outlandish. They tend to have big fantasy worlds they live in. They want someone they can count on to take care of them. They need that parent type relationship on some level with everyone. The next thing you want to think about is that narcissists want someone who has empathic qualities. They want someone who will take care of their needs. And that's one of the things they look for at the beginning of the relationship. They will display some extreme emotion or do or say something that makes it clear that they feel a certain way and they watch for how you respond to that. Do you take care of their emotions or do you just ignore them and move on? The next thing they want is, is they really enjoy smart people. A narcissist doesn't want to be with someone stupid. They want to be with someone who they can show off on their arm. They want to be with someone who can make them feel smarter themselves. They have a really interesting way of taking away from your personal energy and, and pretending it's their own. You know, I like to say they, they like to stand in our light sometimes. You feel what I mean? And finally, the narcissist needs someone who is self-sufficient up to a point. If you're not already there, they help you get there very quickly by emotionally isolating you. They isolate you not only from other people, but also from themselves by, by saying that they don't understand your problems or the things that you talk about aren't legitimate or real, things like that. And then the fact is that narcissists take any insecurity that you might have in your life and they use it against you. So what they do is if they find out, you know, oh, I'm insecure about the fact that I wear glasses, let's say. I'm not. But let's say that I were. A narcissist might start, if it were a husband narcissist or, you know, someone I was dating or whatever, this person might say something like, oh, I just love how faces look without glasses. They're so beautiful without glasses. It's too bad you have to wear glasses. I bet you're really pretty under there. Things like that. So whatever the insecurity is that you happen to have, they're going to take it, twist it, and poke it in the back of you like a knife. You know what I'm saying? They're very vindictive and they will hurt you on purpose because they can. So you'll get exploited in that way. Any type of insecurity you have will be exploited by the narcissist in order to further get what they want. What you get out of that then is you get someone who might be fun sometimes. You get someone who might make you interested, somebody who might look good or somebody who might be good in bed or none of those things. You get a narcissist because regardless of whether or not they have those qualities or any qualities that you do enjoy, which I'm sure they probably do at the beginning at least, by the time you get to the point where you're in the dis devalue and the discard phases, you're not getting any of that. You're getting the ugly side only, none of the good things, and it's miserable. Or at least it goes like this. At the beginning, you know, there's like, oh, everything's wonderful. And then it kind of goes like, here's the good stuff, here's the bad stuff. Kind of goes like this, 
kind of was like this. And pretty soon you realize you've got all this bad stuff and like 5% good stuff. It's not enough. It's not enough. And then you feel stupid. But you're not stupid. I want you to watch a video that I did called, this is why something about very smart people can be gaslighted. Everybody can be gaslighted, even and especially very smart people. And there, there are some good reasons for that. So I want you to watch that video. But what it comes down to is that we get sucked in. We think, oh my gosh, I finally found someone who gets me or someone who excites me because they mirror us and they figure out what we want and they become it during the love bombing phase. But then we find ourselves broken and we find ourselves feeling lost and drained and like we've got nothing left. And ultimately we end up feeling less secure in ourselves than we ever have and we end up thinking we're worth nothing. So how can you avoid narcissists in the future? One of the first things you can do is ask the person you're dating for something you need or want during the beginning of your relationship and see how they respond. So for example, let's just say that there's a movie you really want to see. Mention it to the narcissist and see if he or she makes it a point to you know, make sure you see the movie. Maybe they want to go with you or see if how they react. If they just, oh, that's interesting, and then they never do anything, try another thing. Try, you know, oh, I'd really like to, you know, go to this restaurant sometime. Or if you're going out to eat right then, say, hey, I heard about this great restaurant, and you, can we try that? See how they respond. A narcissist generally will think of a reason and a way to make it not about you. Now, sometimes during the love bombing phase, there will be some give. But remember, it's really easy to be fooled because sometimes narcissists are really good at giving. But the, the catch is that it's got to be something that they want to give. Believe it or not, a narcissist is not always going to be very interested in someone who makes sure they get their own needs met. So if you can make sure that you get your needs met from the beginning of a relationship, chances are you won't, if they're a narcissist, it won't work out and they won't stick around. Another thing that you need to do is make sure that you have your deal breakers. So decide ahead of time what things are acceptable to you and what things are not in a relationship. For example, I have deal breakers even now in my marriage and the deal breakers are number one, don't cheat on me, number two, don't hit me, and number three, don't hurt my kids in any way. If those things are violated in my relationship, I'm out without discussion and it is a known fact in my relationship. The same thing applies to you. You should have your deal breakers, whatever they are. What are your deal breakers? Tell me in the comments below. Don't compromise your values for anyone, not in the beginning of a relationship or ever, especially if those are really intrinsic things, really things that are important to you. Don't allow yourself to ignore red flags. It, you want to give the benefit of the doubt, but don't be too permissive with that. Don't be too flexible. And what I mean is, you know, if you, let's say you're a vegetarian and you can't stand the idea of eating, you know, dating anyone who eats meat, which means you wouldn't be able to date me, but we're cool, right? Uh, anyway, so you are a vegetarian. You've told everybody, you know what? I don't date people who eat meat. And everybody's cool with that, right? Well, watch what happens. What they do is they'll start to tr sort of push your boundaries slowly, right? So in this case, if you say, I'll never date anyone who eats meat, and this person, you know, orders a salad, and then they order a steak on the side on the first date, and they go, what, I'm eating salad? you know, and you like them so much that you're like, okay, well, I'll let you eat your steak, but I really don't like people who eat meat. Can we not eat meat again? And then of course one, now they've pushed your boundary. He says, I only eat steak on Saturdays or I only eat steak once a year. And today's the day I eat steak, whatever excuse they make. If you allow it, you allow that, then what you've done is you've pushed your boundary and you put, you know, so make sure you maintain your boundaries. That's an important part of this whole deal of, of, of avoiding, avoiding a narcissist, narc repellent or, or whatever you want to call it. And finally, I've said this a bazillion times, but finally, let me say it. Don't commit yourself too fast. Make sure you take plenty of time. If you're dating somebody, you can't tell if they're a narcissist, but 
you really like them or whatever because it's really hard to see a narcissist starting to love on my face would you agree but that's this is a red flag if they rush if they're telling you they loved you within two or three weeks if they tell you they see their children and their future children in your eyes or they you know they they start talking about you know what if what if you had my last name or I had your last name or whatever, you know, marriage. Think about these things. Give yourself time. Make yourself wait a certain amount of time before you commit to this person. And if sex is something that makes you feel really connected to someone, wait a while on sex, okay? Because I know that for a lot of us, sex is a very big connector. It makes us feel uh, connected to a person. And so if you're one of those people, make sure that you don't have sex too early. Give yourself, I, some people say six dates is a good amount of time. Some people say longer. Some people say less. Do whatever feels right to you. Make sure that you protect your heart, that you keep your mind open and aware. I don't want you to shove someone off just because they have lettuce in their teeth or something, right? But I, I don't want you to just accept every single little infraction. Something like lettuce or spinach in a person's teeth is no big deal. It's that, you know, unless maybe they refuse to remove it and they add some more in there. I mean, that would gross me out, I gotta tell you. But someone who violates your personal ethics, someone who asks you to do the same, someone who makes you feel less than, small, not good enough, someone who makes you wait for them or doesn't show up when they say they will, someone who lies to you, these are the people you need to watch out for. Be careful, have standards, but don't be so rigid with small things that you miss somebody really good. Does that make any sense? And now it's time for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, have you ever been with a narcissist? And if so, what do you think attracted the narcissist to you? And do you think you attract narcissists all the time or just sometimes? Share your thoughts in the comments below and let's talk about it. That's all I've got for you right now. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. If you've ever gone through narcissistic abuse, then you know it's really hard sometimes to be your true, freaky, weird, crazy, unique, original self, right? Well, today on QueenBeing.com on Self Love Sunday, I'm going to explain to you exactly what you need to do to embrace your true self and become the person that you always wanted to be. Are you ready? Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. It's never easy to be your true self, is it? Sure, when you're at home and hanging out, you can relax, but once you go out that door, it's a whole other matter. You feel the need to behave, right? You feel the need to dress a certain way, act a certain way, follow all the social standards. You're less open with your preferences and your opinions. And that's especially true when you're dealing with strangers. It's not easy to be an original in this world, is it? And once we've gone through narcissistic abuse, we've been pounded into this little pulp version of our former selves. But the good news is that your true self is still in there. So if you're willing to embrace all that is you, your freakiness, your weirdness, your amazingness, stick with me. We're going to get to it. Okay. So look, 
all during the school years, there's a huge pressure to fit in, isn't there? People who are original tend to either be fodder for bullies or people just don't know what to think about them sometimes, especially when we're talking about the educational system that some of us have gone through. But as an adult, we have freedom. As a survivor, we have freedom. There's so much to be gained if you dare to be original. Do you dare? Secretly, we all admire people who are brave enough to be themselves. Many of the most creative people are also the most highly valued people in the world today. You don't get to become a CEO or a successful actor or musician or artist without the courage to be yourself. You feel me? There are so many kinds of ways to be original, both professionally and socially. I'll just give you one example. No one that I know in real life does exactly what I do for a living. Kind of made up my own job. You could do that if you wanted to. What do you want to do? What are you passionate about? You have to feel better about yourself and enhance your life. And you can do that by daring to be original. So I'm going to give you some tips on that. Number one, rely on your instincts. Yeah, I said it. Your instincts, your intuition. Those are two things that make you an original. Those are two things that are yours and yours alone. Both of those things are based on unique experiences, your unique experiences and your view of the world, your perception. Anytime you learn something new, you're affected. The knowledge that you pull into yourself influences your perspective of the world. I know it's influenced mine very significantly. So start small and rely on your gut, your, your intuition, that feeling inside of yourself that tells you if something's right or wrong. Let it make small decisions for you. Try this. Try going for a drive. Just kind of let your intuition guide you sometime. Take the turns in the road that just kind of feel right to you. It's interesting to try something like that and it can be a lot of fun and who knows where it could lead you. Trust your gut when you lack sufficient information to understand it on a logical level. For example, if you're interviewing a babysitter for a child and you felt a little weird about the person, you may not hire them, right? Because of course that's your child, you wouldn't do that. Or if you were looking for, you know, an assistant or if you were looking for someone to mow your lawn, <laughs> whatever. If you were looking to hire a person and you didn't feel right about that person, you probably wouldn't hire them. That feeling that makes you feel like you don't know exactly what it is, but it's something that just doesn't feel right, that's what I'm talking about. That's intuition. On the same token, every now and then you meet somebody, you just met them, and you just feel like you've known them forever. And if you're watching for red flags, you might be right. And that's the feeling of intuition. Number two, change your clothes. What do I mean? Well, do you dress the way you want to dress? Or do you dress to fit in? Or do you dress to impress other people? This isn't a suggestion to like switch over to mini skirts or wear purple, purple suits to work or anything like that. It's about outside of your work and whatever you're supposed to wear to work. You can pretty much do what you want when it comes to what you're wearing. So dress to impress yourself. What are you into? What do you like to wear? Don't worry about what other people say. You know, for example, I love my, my crazy red lipstick and some people are like, I don't like your red lipstick. Well, too bad. I like it. So I'm wearing it. What? Some people have told me, you know, they don't like my glasses or they don't like the clothes I wear. I don't give a shit. And you shouldn't either. Wear what feels good to you. Wear what makes you smile, okay? Be more flexible with your hairstyle and men with your facial hair if you want to. Number three, share your opinions openly. There's no reason to tell someone at work, look, your hairstyle is horrible. It looks like a 1950s housewife or something like that. But you can freely share your opinions on less personal things, for example. Be open. Like if somebody asks you, do you like that movie? If you don't like that movie, be like, I don't like that movie. Your music or your food or other topics that are not personal. You have to allow others to see the real 
you. And this is one simple way you can start to do that. Now, I know, and you've been with a narcissist, you may not have been allowed to express your opinions, but this is something you get to do now, my friend. So start saying how you feel. Start telling people what you really think. It's okay to do that. Number four, be kind to those people who are brave enough to be original too. So if you're critical of other people, you're going to be afraid that you will receive the same type of treatment. And you might, because we bring about what we think about. This will stifle your freedom to be yourself if you stay focused on, she really shouldn't wear that, or how how dare he do this, that, or the other thing. The person, you know, with green hair or 87 cats, well, 87 might be excessive, or the person who smells like potpourri, it's okay. Let them do what they want. Embrace weirdness. Be okay with strange people in your life. As long as they're not hurting anyone or themselves, there's nothing wrong with it. Number five, be willing to make mistakes. This is a hard one for us when we're survivors because as we have been conditioned, mistakes can be seriously big problems for us with our relationships. But now, and as you go forward, you won't have to continue to be afraid to make a mistake. We never learn anything unless we make mistakes, right? When you make a mistake, you learn how to fix it. You learn what you don't want to do. And you, you, you still, you grow and you move forward. So make decisions as wisely as possible, but make them and just do your best with them. Be okay with it. If you're afraid of making mistakes, you'll never be original. Number six, you got nothing to lose, my friend. As the late Steve Jobs once said, remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. I love that. In 100 years, 200 years, whatever, there may be no one left on earth who ever saw you or spoke to you in the flesh. There's no reason not to be yourself and enjoy the time you do have. Not trying to be negative, I'm just saying life is short, my friend. Make the most of it. Don't waste your time being miserable any more than we already have, you know? Number seven, spend time with people that you love, people that you care about, people who are real friends. Remember yesterday when we talked about the different types of people that you wanted in your inner circle, the good ones and the bad ones? Stick to the good ones. Part of the reason you like those people so much is your ability to be yourself around them. It's refreshing and you feel better about yourself when you're around people who allow you to be yourself. So start being picky about who you spend time with. If you spend time with people who are judging you all the time, maybe you're spending time with the wrong people, my friend. Something to think about. It's refreshing to be around people who embrace your individuality. It makes you feel better about yourself, so why not spend more time with them? You might just develop the habit of being yourself. It's a beautiful thing. Isn't it time to be your true self? You've been living as a shadow of yourself for too long when you've been dealing with a narcissist, my friend. You have to realize that life is short and being anything other than your true, weird, freaky, crazy, fun self is being less than who you should be, less than who you could be. Be brave and show the world who you really are because I promise you, it's so much better than a false self. Don't do that to yourself anymore, my friend. Happy Self-Love Sunday. So what do you think? Time for the question of the day. Yeah, that's right, question of the day. What is one amazing, unique, weird, crazy thing about you? Tell me in the comments below. Anything you want, anything that makes you different from other people in your life, tell me in the comments below. Let's embrace it together. That's all I've got. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me?
If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.